Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, Yaqwa's radio, top part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast, top part of the Sabbath day is now on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of the Sabbath day by name, your seer, Israel, O.C. Royal. All right, here's the top part of the Sabbath day. Got the memos in. All the other vocations is open. The other five, six anointed camps of bosses of the two Israelites, so they're ready to kind of get in where you fit in at. If you're located in between 70 miles, give us a call at 224-600-5579. That's the international line. And we'll see how close we can get you to one of the ministries of Bosses of the True Israelites. And we know the international side is ready to go. That's a automatic. So we'll go find our elder and bring him in. But you mean that's an automatic here. 
the stretch of us, you have so many members. You're right, WCC, on the strength of you. That's for right now. Over 900,000 plus and growing on the international side, so we're going to bring our elder in, elder Tibbs Israel, tell you all about the broadcast and, and tell you about exactly uh, it's the top part of Sabbath day when the sun set on the top part of Sabbath day and return class at 2 p.m. on the broadcast. So we're going to bring our elder in and tell you all about it, and we'll get ourselves prepared to do our part in thus says Yahweh, top part of Sabbath day. So when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, Yahweh bid you that same race. And Yahweh bless you, see Israel, receive well. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, One thing we do know, the foxtail has been lit and the curtain has went up. It's the top part of Sabbath day, so take your time and do your part. Then spread the books a little bit, and we'll see what we can get going on in the top part of Sabbath day. I'm going to follow your lead after you address this national audience. Over 900,000 strong on the international side. You're on the clock. Come on. Well, once again, Yaqua Bar Shasir Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And as you say, among the cast of over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the right righteous words of Yahqua. And that's a good thing because we know that the more people that want to hear this word, the more it's going to spread out in the righteous direction. And that means one thing. We need people to spread that word out and make sure it's got out there in the right way. Like it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 37 and 38. 37 says, he said unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. 38. Pray ye therefore the offer of harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. And that's very true, because we need the people with experience from the temple to read the word of Yahweh and get that out as needed. So this is one of the reasons why we welcome and thank all of you for attending a live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and opens to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the books, your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. We do this because you have not. This is information that you came to seek and have to look no further because you've now found that in the voices of the true Israelites. Tribe of Yadav. We come to you live with all these topics from the King James Bible. We have people calling us most of the time. I'm sending them all to the CIA asking, how can you people get this much information out of this one book called the Bible. Well, for us it's simple because we learn how to connect the books. We learn how to connect the books. Talk about your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping those Sabbath days. 
And we do all this because you have not. This is the information that you came to seek. And you have to look no further now because you've now found that in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days that were open, the normal days, I should say, is Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. And for your information, we're in the top part of Sabbath now, which is Friday. That class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is set. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until temple members desire to leave. We even have a website address. You use this on any search engine. Right on that search line, type tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, look for tribeyada.com, dash Israelites, simple. And right after you click enter, just under the big wire, you're going to see some choices. One which would be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you possibly might see menu. But after clicking this, again, you'll still see choices. Still look for the tithes and offerings. And doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. Verse 7 says, Give unto the Yaqua, or your kindness of the people. Give unto the Yaqua, glory and strength. Give unto the Yaqua, glory and unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves cheerful giving. And also, the donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are written in Leviticus. Well, it looks like we had a blackout there for a second. But anyway, I was saying that when you give, remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. Now, this is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh, and also for building school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to build the health books we continue to speak of in this program. Also, while there, don't forget to check our calendar. 
The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This feature is available during our live broadcast time. You get there by just entering three words, Yahweh Radio Live. And after clicking it, look for Voices of the Trizalites. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It will put you right into our live online broadcast. We even have a few numbers you can call with Yahweh in mind. The first being our live conference room which is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. This will be our international number. You can call or leave a message on the description that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you we'll just hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. But nevertheless, you can also call this number to order what our members know as the 12 program via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address and you will receive it promptly. Now on another note, we might ask, Please do not contact the CEO via email, phone, or text before broadcasts or afterwards. As you see, the CEO is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos, as most of us have seen. But even now into that, to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging dialogue. But now, for those of you who have missed the beginning of our program, you can catch the entire show at 9.15 on our normal days, except Fridays, which is the top part of Sabbath. That program is repeated after 10.30. To do that, just enter three words, Dockwalk Radio Live. And after click enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadda. And just choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. But don't forget, most of the things that we tell you on this program these will probably be the first time that you will hear these things and can focus on those things that need to be said to your loved ones about the Bible. You have to remember that the entranceway is very narrow, as it tells us in Second Esther, chapter 7, verse number 7. 7 says, the entranceway is narrow and set in a dangerous place to fall, like if there was fire on the right hand among the left deep water. So we know we don't want to get into any deep water, and we try to keep you out of that deep water also, because we have many people to try to lead you into non-righteous direction by using the loud bump-the-gums contests. Bad teaching of Christianity. So at this time, we're going to 
pass our labor and efforts over to our seer Israel. Try to straighten out uh, our audio on this end and say hallelujah.
The True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. All right, we are live, 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 top five this Saturday, live at camp number one. And Neil don't let you know that all the rest of the camp is ready to go to, so we are live. We're going to see who's going to be on stage for tonight's episode of Top Part of Saturday, and we'll get something going on, no doubt about it. This is the day that Almighty hell made. So we know the elders spread the books out, getting ready to go. And we're going to check with Mother Ian and Mother Z. She's spreading the books, getting ready to go, too. Top Part of Saturday. This is the day that Almighty hell made. Remember one thing, the definition of zeal. And the definition of being zealous, that means you got to look in the mirror and see if you've got the zeal and the zealous for the mighty one. You got to check, check your own spirit. See, if you have that spirit, check it. Good. If you can find Mother E and bring her in for the top part of Sabbath day by saying, Mother E, try the Yacht God Judah. Yacht God Judah, see right Yahweh bless you, Sir Israel. See God. Hallelujah. 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 Why have Mother E? So, Mother E, well, we know what this day is all about. The top part of Sabbath day. Got memos everywhere. Ministry is growing all over the international side. That means we do our part, Mother. And that's what we all shoot for do our part and be and find out when we pass the baton. They are, they are well-equipped. See, Mother, what we got to do, Mother, we got to make sure they're well-equipped, Mother. That's what we got to do. So that's why we have to put in the extra time and understand we got to redress those that got it here to here in the proper way of understanding this Bible so we can't take nothing for granted. We just got to... Do our part to see the blessing that the man got for us to get. That's what we're going to do. So, Mother just um, spread the books out and we said, talk to Mother Z. And she is Mother Z somewhere close by to spread some books out too. And we're just going to get it going on because this is the day that Almighty has made. And Yahweh knows. He knows. I can he knows. Hey, Mother Z. Uh, we know you're going to give a commentary a little bit later on, but we won't know if you prepared to, just in case, to throw down some dust and Yahweh, is you ready to go there, Mother Mother Z. Yahweh, be to that seed right here. Yahweh, bless and teach you, seed Israel, my royal seed. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right. And we know um, now, Sister BSJ Israel, now, sooner or later, she's going to make her 
interest in and hollering that microphone. But she's saying, still, you know, I'm not ready yet because I I got to hear all of the good stuff. And then I'm going to holler in that microphone real soon. Uh, Sister B.S.J. Israel. He said, I want to holler in that microphone, too. I just want to make sure that I get in where I fit in at. So that's a, that's a great thing there. Um, Sister B.S.J. Israel. So just take notes. And when and when the, when the time is right, just jump in there and let Yahweh lead the way, and you're going to be all right, more than all right. So, L. Mr. Chill, look right down at that Luke chapter 12. First 12. Take a time, L. and tell us what that say. Come on. In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 12, at verse number 12. And 12 says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you are. To say. Yeah, that, that's right. Elder, right spirit would teach you in that very same hour. But but the right spirit is it's something uh, how can I say it? The right spirit it'll bring out the best in you. It'll bring out the best in you. And remember, David said something. David said something, um, Mother, hey, Mother Eve, David said something that we can read. What did David say about that righteous spirit? I mean, David said, listen, listen, I'm the king of Israel. I got it going on. Yahweh is blessing me on the other side. But something David said that we need to always never forget. David said something, Mother, in the 51st chapter. So what did David say that we can read in the 51st chapter and verse number 10? What did he say 10 down to verse 13? Now, now Mother, Mother, David... It's the king of Israel. He got everything going for him. I mean, he was skinning and grinning. But all of a sudden, he made a profound statement at mother. So now, let's see what he said that we can read in the 51st chapter. Let's get warmed up in 1, 2, and 3 first. Let's see what he says in 1, 2, and 3, mother. So now, David got, he got moved, mother. Let's see what was going on with David in the 51st chapter, 1, 2, and 3. Let's, let's, let's see what that says. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 51, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O Yahweh, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercy. Blot out my transgression. Watch me thirdly from mine. Iniquitous sins and cleanse me from my sins. Verse 3. Right now, this my transgression and my sins is ever before me. Now, you hear that, mother? See, the first thing we got to do is have the right spirit. And we got to acknowledge that that we all get filthy rags in the sight mm-hmm. of the Almighty. 
So we have to always come to grips that Yahweh acknowledge my sins. You know, I acknowledge I'm low down, but I'm but I'm striving for that mark. I mean, I acknowledge I'm low down, but I'm gonna do all I can to get me all the James five twenty that I can get. So now David's still on. He's still talking. He got his hand raised to heaven. That mother, his hand is raised to heaven. And what he said, ten down to verse thirteen. What he said. Psalm chapter fifty-one, verse ten to thirteen. Verse ten reads: Create in me a clean mind, O Yahweh, and renew a righteous spirit within me. Verse eleven. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy righteous spirit from me. Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Verse 13. Then will I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So he's saying, and the key words in that mother, the key words that he, he's talking about here, he said, work on me first. He said, re, he said, restore back that spirit that brings joy. So now, see, mother, you got this. We got to watch it, mother. We got to watch it. See, when the spirit of Yahweh on you, you're going to have joy. When it comes down to his word, you have joy. You won't be always chewing nails, because that's, mm-hmm. that's the opposite of the spirit of Yahweh. So you have to watch them, mother. When you see them with joy on their face, and they face um, a mother, mother Z, and they face got an 8-1 on them, help me out. Hey, mother Z, help those see out. Not all that in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 1, mother Z. See, we got to watch everybody from the pages of this book. See, you'll know if you know how to get in this book and make a effort to understand this word. You just about to tell with a person on. See, David says, look, I know I'm the king of Israel. I got a lot of sons, a lot of daughters, a lot of wives and everything. He said, but that's okay. Just, Yahweh, just don't take that free, joyful spirit from me. See, and that's the key. And when and when you notice someone's got that free spirit and they they face do what a Moses, what they face do in a verse one of Ecclesiastes. Let's talk about it, Moses. Ecclesiastes chapter eight, verse one. Verse one. Who is as as the wise man and who knows the interpretation of a thing, a man, a man, a man's wisdom make his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Oh, okay, mother. So, so, so when you got the spirit of of Yahweh on your mother, mother says. It's making it plain that what happened, this is what you will notice, Mother Z. When a person got the spirit of Yahweh on them, their face will shine. You will see a glow about them. 
you will see a joyful demeanor. So if you see somebody having a joyful demeanor, got their Bible with them, and their face is glowing, then, mother, you know what you can do? Then you can ease up to them, and you can work with them. See, you can work with them, but then they got an opposite side of it, mother, that's written in the Bible. Now, in 1617, mother Z, a Romans, can you give me a free step on that? See, now you got a flip side, mother. See, see, remember, by being the mothers of Israel, all these things you have to be known through the scripture, and we're going to make sure we got all the ammunition from the seer to know what to look for. Not doing the, uh, never do what Elder getting ready to read, a 724 St. John. Never be, hey, Elder Mr. so never be a 724 of St. John. What does it say that, Elder? In St. John, in chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteously judgment. Judge righteously You see that? But you know, we've been trained all our life to make a calling on appearance. And see, and that's contrary to Yahweh's word. We make all our calls all. She, she or he so pleasant to the eyes. But see, mm-hmm. Yahweh telling you, don't make no calling or a judgment on a person based upon appearance. Make sure they have a righteous appearance. And the righteous appearance so far is having the joy of Yahweh's word. So there go the game changer right there. Now, now Mother Z is ready to read if you don't see this spirit. See, you, you watch everybody from the pages of the book. But if you don't see that spirit that you get ready to communicate with, let's see what Yahweh got written that we need to know in right. Mother getting ready to read the 16, 17 of Romans. What did it say that Mother Z? Romans 16, 17. Romans chapter 16, 17. One second. Mm. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, brethren, make mark them which call division and offense contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. You see that? Now you see that, Moses. They said, now, Moses, give me a precept and in a book called Proverbs 4, verse 2. Just give me a, a precept in 4, verse 2. So he said, look, 
when you got the spirit of Yahweh on you, you're going to have a joyful demeanor. Your faith is going to glow. But if you have an opposite of it, see, you're not going to be able to hide your demeanor if you watch everybody from the page of the book. Now, Yahweh say if you don't see that spirit in the person you get ready to talk to, he said, mark them. That means he ain't telling you to take out a crayola and put a uh, check mark on their arm. No. He means in the mind, knowing that this is going to be trouble because this is not the right spirit. So you mark them and you avoid them. That means when you was going to give them so many minutes, now you don't give them no minutes. So this is Yahweh telling you. Because sooner or later you're going to have those coming all over the world and they're going to come before you for advice. And so what we have to do is show when they come in, their demeanor got to be on an upbeat demeanor, joy to hear his words. So when they start telling you, well, I don't want to hear the Bible, I just want to hear what you think. Then you know right there and there you mark them. Because the Bible tells you how to think, how to walk. How to talk. All the information we need is in the Bible. So you mark them that cause division contrary to the doctrine. Now, what that doctrine means, Mother, so we know you already at Proverbs 4, verse 2, so you might have gone through it. Come on, Mother. See? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. Verse 2. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Forsake my law. That's all he's saying. I'm giving you good doctrine. Doctrine means the law. Don't forsake the law. Don't make a calling on appearance. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because Yahweh got it already etched in stone. Hey, mother, hey, mother Eve. He already got it etched in stone. Let's, let's talk about it. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 down to verse 8. And then skip down to 12 through 16. And Elder, have me Revelation chapter 13, 15 through 18, waiting on it. So Mother Eve, we're going to examine a few things, Mother Eve, by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 down to verse 8. What did it say that, Mother? Chapter 2. Verses 6 to 8 and 12 to 16. Yes, First event, chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, verse 6 3. Howbeit, we seek wisdom among them that are cursed. Yes, not the wisdom of the world, nor of the strength of this world that cometh to mouth. But we speak the wisdom of Yahweh in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which Yahweh ordained before the world unto our honor. Verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they knew it, they would not have crucified Yahweh of honor. 
Yeah, there unto me make the faith of Yahweh to die in faith. Yahweh forbid. Yea, let Yahweh be true. But every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in their sins, and might overcome when thou art doing. Mm-hmm. Read, read um, verse two again, mother. Read verse two and three again. Listen real carefully. When Mother Eve delivered the knockout blow in verse two and three. Come on. Romans chapter three, verse two. Much every way carefully, because that unto them were committed the articles of Yahweh. Verse 3, for what if from did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of Yahweh without his faith? So, so they, so they don't believe it. So, you, you don't have to believe it. But Yahweh have gave the authors, which mean his words, to the tribe of Judah. Folks, some don't believe. So what? So you so you believe that the Catholic Church got the word, but the dead wrong. The word of the Bible is read here written in Romans 3, 1, 2, 3, 4. The tribe of Judah is the one that was committed his word. Mm-hmm. And there is right there on the right side of the book in Romans chapter. Chapter 3, 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh, some don't believe it. That ain't going to change the Bible. So if you want to know the words of the Bible, then why don't you follow what you just got to hearing Mother E. read in Romans 3, 1, 2, 3, 4. What advantage do Judah have? Much anyway, mm-hmm. unto them was committed the words of Yahweh. So that's plain. But, but people can make a rocket scientist out of things that's plain. So that's why we're in condition we're in today, because we don't want to do plain Bible. Plain Bible is three, one, two, three, four. Now, Mother, 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 give me one more, and then we're going to get on down to the other a little bit. Give me Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Now, listen good what Mother get ready to deliver. See, Mother get ready to deliver a statement for this national audience because he sometimes you be looking in the wrong field and that's why you be confused because you have to be broke down the principle of the oracles, which is the word of Yahweh. The word now is in the hands of Judah. There is right there. Paul is telling that. Paul is a Benjamite, but Paul is letting you know plainly that if you want to hear the word, you must follow Judah's lead. Three, one, two, three, four. Now, Mother, you're ready to precept that in 8, verse 14. What does it say, Mother? The book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of Yahweh, they are the sons of Yahweh. You've got to be led by the word of Yahweh. Then you are the children of Yahweh. The spirit means the word in Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. So when you're following these rules, 
Now you now Yahweh gonna come and suck with you now. Once you follow the rules. The rules of his Bible is in the hands of Judah. Now Ella, we know you're holding we know you're holding Revelation thirteen, fifteen to eighteen. I know that. But put a marker there. And give me seven fourteen of Hebrews first. Give me Hebrews chapter seven, verse fourteen, eh? What do that say? Then we'll get on down the road a bit, but let's get Hebrews seven fourteen out the way. Come on. Yes, sir. In the book of Hebrews, chapter seven. Verse number 14. Okay. Book of Hebrews. We kind of lost our fingers in the pages here. Pages of the book. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14. Let's see what we can get in our power on left to Corinthians. Now he with the Hebrews. The word Hebrew is a mistranslation for the Israelites. So now Paul are made to the Israelites what they put in the word called Hebrew there. So now Paul is addressing Israelites. What do we say in 714 as he addressed Israelites? What do he say in 714, Elder? 14 says, for it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah, of which tribe, or which tribe Moses sprang, nothing concerning priesthood. He said, Yahweh hid, hid it to Moses, but he revealed it to Moses. That the son, when he come in the body, he going to come through the tribe of Judah. He said, it is evident. So when you're praying, when, you, when you're old, my Yahweh, they say it's evidence. Now, you know in a court of law, if they got evidence of you being guilty, then you guilty. Evidence. Evidence will convict you. Not he say and she say. What is the proof? They say we got proof. And the proof and the proof is the Bible. And that was what Paul was saying. It is evident that our mighty one, Yahweh the Son, he sprang out of the tribe of Judah. So now how is your prayer life? When you're praying do you if you're praying to what the Bible says this man came out of, or if you're praying to what the Pope do privately? See, the Pope goes privately and take his card in, a, in another room, and they pray to they pray to a black baby and a black mom privately. Privately, they go into your room. And they pray to a black woman and a black baby, privately. But when they come out, 
they they show you white man Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and white Jesus and the baby when they come out. But probably when they try to get their prayers answered, they go and it's all you can go on your computer and you might ask your old computer, show me what do our Pope, the Pope of Rome, when he really want to pray, what do he do? They're going to show you plainly the Pope prays to a black Madonna and baby. But when he come out, he points you to a white man, Jesus Christ. You see what he do? <laughs> you see what he do? And he tell you, call him Papa. Not call him Papa. But then something, but, but see, can you follow him in that back room and ease and be a fly on the wall on what he's getting ready to do and take his corners back there, do? He said, you know, we, uh, we've, been, we've been putting a lot of bewitching on the people for years, but if you're going to pray, here go Black Madonna and the Black Baby. Now get on y'all knees, Cardinal, and bishop to this Black Madonna and this Black Baby. See? But when he come out, they're going to give you white man Jesus and white man baby Jesus. See that? All day long. And white Mary. So you see that conception? But you 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 have to get past that being bewitched. So it is proof that Yahweh the Son came out of the tribe of Judah. That's proof. That was Paul said. And that was two thousand years ago. Paul said it is proof. He'll read that again. Read that verse again. I, I don't got happy on that verse. Seven verse fourteen of Hebrews one more time. I tell you what, throw 13 in just to make it sound good for the national audience. Now, Paul is addressing the Israelites. So he's going to look at, he got the microphone from Peter. He's addressing the Israelites in 7, 13, and 14. Let's listen to what he says. Come on. Elder, Mr. Till. That's right, Mr. Till, he was going, and he was telling Robo. What? Hey, Robo, look here. You get on the corner and, and be quiet for a minute, Robo. Let me holler in his microphone. So now he'll read the hard man microphone on the seventh chapter, verse thirteen and fourteen. What does it say, Elder? Um, verse number thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen says, "For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance of the altar." Fourteen. For it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. <laughs> nope. Moses didn't mention, but Yahweh already knew that Moses wrote it. And the 30th chapter, you know, Moses, he, he, sometimes you might can read all you want to. Until it broke down to you. See, Yahweh didn't break it down too, but he had him to write it. He had him to write what? In the 30, 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy, 1 and 8. What did Yahweh have Moses write, Elder, that we can read? 33, 1, and verse number 7. Let's talk about it for the, for the national audience, what he had Moses write. And Deuteronomy 33, 1 and 7. Come on, Elder. 
Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 33, looking at verses 1 and verse number 7. One says, and this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of Yahweh, blessed the children of Israel before his death. 7. If a man be found stealing any of his brothers, Hold on, 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 hold Unto his people Let his hands Be sufficient for him And thou be a help To him from his enemies You see that Moses wrote Moses wrote Yahweh had Moses write After the Levite priesthood Will be extinct That Judah was going to take over And Moses put in writing but Yahweh didn't explain it to him, but he had to put it right. So sometimes, because you read in your Bible, you got to know what you read. Because mm-hmm. if he jumped out of his Bible store reading his Bible, no, it'd just be reading a bunch of verses. But we don't know what we read. See, he had Moses to write the blessing of the 12 tribes of Israel. And he had Moses to write that the one that can go to his people in the latter days would be the tribe of Judah. Then Paul just told you that Judah is the one that he came down to. It is proof. That's what evidence means. It's proof that he came down to Judah. It's proof. So now, and now you'll go to the church house, and you'll know you see in Christianity, white man Jesus, and five and six twenty stars and a rock in in Islam, a big rock, black rock, Judaism, six and seven, five, six and seven twenty stars, Christianity, white man Jesus. That means you ignore all of this writing. That's why the princes didn't know these days because they go seeking the wrong people to get the proper information. The only way you're going to learn and understand your Bible, you got to follow the blueprint, and you're hearing it right now. Moses wrote in the 33rd chapter, verse 1 and verse 7, the blessing of the peoples of Israel will come from Judah. So when Yahweh the son came in the flesh, he came through the tribe of Judah, and we're not going to read it, but it's in Micah chapter 5, 1, 2, and 3. So that's what the evidence, when he came in the body, he came to the bloodline of Judah. Now we can put a, put a face on Elder, what Judah looked like. And now when we put a face on Judah, we can get on back to what we're doing. So we got to get our prayer life right. So when you're praying, you got to know what you're praying to. 
is you praying praying to deception, or you truly praying to the one that's in heaven? Now, in the 14th chapter of Jeremiah, Elder for the field of Deal, what tribe he came through, and what he looked like in 14 verse 2. If he came down through the tribe of Judah, which is proof according to 7, 13, and 14, that means whatever Judah looked like, that's what he looked like. Now, he ought to get ready to deal with it right now by going to Jeremiah 14, verse 2, and that's the seal of deal. Then we go down the road. Come on, he ought to seal the deal in, in Jeremiah 14, verse 2. The book of Jeremiah, looking at chapter 14, reading verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground. And the city of they are what? is going up. They are what? What are they, Elder? They are black. Okay, let me say that. They are black unto the ground. Excellent. Judah is black to the ground. You know, you go outside and put your hand out there on the, on, on the Almighty's earth. That earth is black. The more you dig down, the blacker it gets. Judah is black to the ground. So is Yahweh's son, black to the ground. See, you got to get your problem life right. If you're not going to help yourself, you can help others to come behind you. Leave, leave a legacy of helping those come behind you that what they got over there in the Vatican City, that's blasphemy. Everybody in the Bible that he gave his words to was black to the ground. That's blasphemy. When you affiliated with the Roman Catholic Church, if you're affiliated with Islam or Judaism, that's blasphemy, according to the Bible. This is it. So it's up to you to make a correction according to the Bible or continue staying the Christianity, white man Jesus, and you and you gonna be you gonna come up short. All right, good enough. So now we're gonna move on to the book of Revelation. Now we're gonna move on to the book of Revelation. Uh, Elder, and we're going to look down at, um, you know, the, the young lion came in and find out if he came to chapter one, if he come peacefully. We're going to find out. Now, in Revelation chapter one, give me nine through 11, Elder. Revelation chapter one, nine through 11. Book of Revelation chapter one. Reading verse nine, verse one. Nine to verse one. Yeah, we are. Oh, we are. Roman chapter one. I tell you what, you hold it up. Hold it up for a minute, Elder. Back up and read one, one. Back up and read one, one. I mean, now I got a message on on the on the international line to read one. Read one and skip down to verse twelve. One and skip down the verse. I, I couldn't quite hear it. One and verse. What was one and which verse, Brother Sia? 
Did you say one and four? Three, one, one. Go down to verse 12. I'll read 1 1 and then go down to verse 12. 1 says, yes, the, revelation, the revelation of Yahweh the Son, which Yahweh gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent. Now stop right there. Now stop right there. Stop right there. So, revelation means. He revealed something to John. So he said reveal something. Revelation means, that means unveiling something. That means he said reveal something to John. See, John is on the Isle of Patmos, and what he can really do is reveal something to John. So when you read the book of Revelation, it means a book of revealing something. So now he said reveal something to John about Himself. Skip down to verse 12, what he said about himself. Verse number 12 says, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and a girdle about the hips with a golden girdle. Now, fourteen. So now, hold that for a red day. So now he been revelation means revealed. Now, he could reveal himself to John because he got big plans for John. So he could reveal himself to John. Revelation means reveal. So he get rid of him, and he turns around in verse 12 to look and see who is this talking to him. So, and he said, the one is talking to him, he's like the son of man. Because at the time John last seen him, he was between 33 years old. But now this is about 30, 30 years later. So he's saying, so now he's saying him 30 years later, this is 96 AD. So about 30 years later, the Almighty Son showed up on John again after he went to heaven. So he's sitting in heaven. So now he could reveal himself to John 30-some years later, 96 A.D., and Yahweh, when I'm about 33 years old, now he could reveal himself to him 30-some years later. So he turned around and looked at him, the boss that was talking to him. So he's drawing a picture. And now he could tell you what he's looking at. He said he had a garment on. The guy was talking to him, had a garment on, and what does he say about it? What does he say in verse 14? What things he has. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. 
and his eyes were as flame of fire. Good. So he had red eyes. And not only had red red eyes, we show back on John, he had white woolly hair. You know, like they, they call the day gray. He's like gray head. He was gray headed. He came back to John with white woolly hair. See, he, when he left John, he had on he had black woolly hair. But when he came back, you know, like you look at your graduation pictures. When you graduated, you had black woolly hair. Then you go to the reunion. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, and said, look here, you got woolly, you got woolly gray head. Now you woolly gray head. Yeah. So the last time I said, some reunions, people haven't seen each other in 30, 40, 50 years. But they have a scrapbook about what they look like at graduation at 18. And 18... They was uh, Coca-Cola bottles, standing tall, and black, black hair all over the place, skinning and grinning. Then you go to a reunion, 40, 50, the 50-year reunion or the 40-year reunion, but you got your scrapbook. And you said, you don't look like the scrapbook, and you don't need to look like the scrapbook. <laughs> You don't need <laughs> When you come back 30, 40 years later, you don't need them. And that's what's going on. John is looking at a man that's coming back to him 30, 40 years later in 96 AD. He's revealing what he's seeing. He's seeing a man that looked like the son of man, but with white woolly hair. That what he see now. White woolly hair. Is, is that what he see, Elder? That's what he see. Now, Elder, now you remember back in the days, Elder, when you you remember your your graduation pictures, Elder? Did you see someone that years later they don't look like the graduation picture, Elder? Now they got gray in their head now, Elder. Is we draw a picture of nice and smooth that when he left, he left with black woolly hair. But when he came back, he came back with white woolly hair. He stayed woolly, but he went from black to white. Is, is, is you with me, Elder? I'm with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, good enough. So now what happened in verse 15? Now, now he's going he gonna, he gonna to reveal some more to it. He said, this man that I knew back in the day, now he got woolly white hair on his head. I see this. And, and now he's still looking at him in verse 15. What do you see in 15? 15 says, and his feet were like unto fine brass if they burnt if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. If, if, as, as if they burned. As, he said, his feet were so black, it looked like they were burnt in a furnace. 
is I look down at his sandals, the head on the seat. I look down at his big black feet. It looked like they were burnt. That's how black his feet was. Mm -hmm. It looked like his feet was black. So his feet looked like somebody had them just, you know how you put the toast elder and you mess around and you thought you got on medium brown, but one of the grandbabies don't put it all the way over to black dark. And when the toast came up, you unburnt the toast. And you ever experienced that elder? Hallelujah, Agua. Hallelujah, Agua. And that what happened. His feet looked like they came out of a burning fire. And anything come out of the fire, when the smoke get it, it is jet black. So that's why we're saying we've got to get our prayer life right. we got to come back to the Bible. But you see over there in the Vatican City, it's blasphemy. Everything you see ain't nothing like it been burnt in no part. Not in the Vatican City. Everything is pale red. You, we got to get it right, but we don't find out how you get it right. It's from the tribe of Judah. So the tribe of Judah must take his position, her position, but you got to know your position. And we try to get it to you now. All right, we're good. So now we clear when we pray. Sometimes you might catch one of your uh, loved ones down praying, but then you got to say, well, who are you praying to? What's in your mind? And what's in their mind is white man Jesus, white man Mary, white woman Mary, and, and white baby Jesus. Total wrong according to the Bible. You see? So we gotta we gotta get together. Now yeah, let's um now now we clear on what he looked like. Now remember, he revealed himself to John. He revealed himself to John. Okay, good. We got that out the way. Now give me now what now what he tells John in one nine through eleven. And then we're gonna bring the young line in and we're gonna get a little bit more spread out a little bit more. Now, so now we clear, we got the picture already already um drawn. There's a black man from the tribe of Judah. He don't look like nothing in the Vatican City. It's up to you to do Bible. Or continue down the road you on. It's up to you. You find out that Judah has an advantage. That was Mother Erez. Chiefly because the author, the word of Yahweh was committed to them. That is right there in three, one, two, three, four. So either we're gonna believe the Bible or we can continue with the Bible. So why don't you have somebody if you don't want to help yourself, at least help somebody that's from your bloodline. Help somebody. Don't let everybody continue to go down the path that you on. You know the truth now. And you won't let them hear the truth. You'll tell them the same old stuff. That's what you don't pay the price for. Got it? Good. All right, here now, now we're going to build a case to look at exactly the way you see it. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, 9 through 11. Come on, yo. 
Revelation chapter 1. Reading verse 9 through 11. Yeah. Okay. And it says, I, John, will also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom uh-huh. of patience of Yahweh the Son was in the hour that is called Pathmos for the word of mm-hmm. Yahweh and for the testimony of Yahweh the Son. Uh-huh. I was in the spirit on Yahweh's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, 11, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in the book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, and to Asia, and unto Samaria, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyria, and unto Sarius, and to Philadelphia, and unto, oh, that's a good one, Laodicea, Laodicea. Twelve. Twelve. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And that's being good. turned, that's I saw. Nine through eleven. So now John was in prison. He writes to the seven churches, and he just named the seven churches. Now you just name them. Now we want to find out about these churches that you just got through naming. We're going to find out exactly what's going on to the seven churches. Who is these seven churches that he writing to that's in Asia, and that's in Japan and uh in China. Thank you, that young lion. Now, we're going to bring the young lion in and take a little look at this. And when you meet the young lion with a loud voice, you say, Young lion from the tribe of Yahweh Jewel. Young born lion. Yahweh be there, C. Roy. Yahweh bless you, man. Israel. Oh, C. Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we can take a look at. He writes to the seven churches that's in Asia. Now we go on, we go on do some precepting and see who was in these seven churches that's in Asia. And we're going to look at Acts chapter 17 there, young man. We're going to Acts chapter 17, and we'll look at verse 1. 11, 16, and 17. We're going to find out now about him writing to the, 12, the seven churches that's in Asia. We're going to find out we're going to find out something on the way of finding out something. Before you read that, help me out there, Moses. Give me Acts 7, 2, and 2. And 38. Moses, give me Acts chapter 7, verse 22 and 38. Before we get there, we're giving a young lion chance to, to, keep, to get some buttons right, get all, get all the buttons right, and then we're going to holler in the microphone. So now, mother, 
in Acts chapter 7, verse 22. Can you have those three out of mother? Matter of fact, read verse 22, just get warmed up. Acts 7, verse 22, just get warmed up. Come on, mother. Acts chapter 7, verse 22. Verse 22. Acts chapter 7, verse 22, verse 22. And Moses, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Well, that's one, Moses. Oh, that's one right there. So Moses was learned in Egypt. He was, he learned in all wisdom that was in Egypt. And he was mighty in words, not only mighty in words, he was mighty in deeds too. That means he just didn't talk a good game. He walked a good game. See, a lot of, a lot of them is love a, a mother, mother, mother. Give me Romans two thirteen. Make it twelve and thirteen. Hey mother, hey mother. How about give me that Romans chapter two verse twelve and thirteen. Romans chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Okay, Romans chapter 2. Thank you. Romans chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Yes, ma'am. What is it? Romans chapter 2, verse 12. But as many as have sinned without the without the law, they also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law, they'll be judged by the law. Verse thirteen. For not the hearers of the law are judged before Yahweh, but the but the doers. Of the law, he'll be justified. Nah, now what he's saying, mother? He's saying now the law gonna be the one that put you in the kingdom, and the law gonna be the one that put you in the back. So when you sit around a ministry saying the law is done away with, the law gonna be what judge you to put you in the kingdom, and the law is gonna be what gonna put you in the back. So he's saying so. Then he said in verse 13, he said, not the hearer of the law. Oh, I know it. Yeah, but you ain't a doer. See, you're not, can't, you just can't be a hearer of the law only. You got to be a doer of the law to get out this fine. So there it is right there. Now, come on back, uh, Mother Z. Come on back now. Let's get that um, verse number two and three now. Acts 7, 2 and 3. So that's why you got to have words and deeds. And deeds is you got to do some work. You got to have the zeal and be zealous for some Yahweh. When you know when you know when Yahweh say about the Sabbath day, he wants some zeal and he wants you to be zealous. And that was the last night lesson. Now what did he say in 723? Mother Z, what did he say? Acts chapter 7, verse 23, verse 23. 
And when he was fully 40 years old, it came, it came into his mind to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. Good, good. So, so, so his brother, Moses' brothers, is the children of Israel. You see what we learn on the way of learning something? So Moses, this is bloodline conversation. Moses' mm-hmm. kinfolk, his bloodline, although he was raised up as an Egyptian, but he when, he, when he got a full 40 years old, he came into his mind to visit his brother. His brother deal the children of Israel. Now, how many times in a Catholic church, any Catholic church, you ever heard that? Put your hand up. See? Now time. Skip down to verse 37, Mother, Mother Z. Skip down to verse 37. What does it say? Verse 37. Verse 37. Verse 37. This, this, is, this, is that, this is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a seer shall... The Yahweh, your Yahweh, raised up unto you from your uh, raised up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. He shall him shall he hear. You see that? So this bloodline conversation that Moses, Moses is talking bloodline, and he's telling Moses out of your bloodline. I'm going to raise up a seer out of your bloodline and him you're going to hear. This is not talking where the Catholic Church and Christian how about spirits of this. No, no. This is bloodline talk. Verse 38. Verse 38. Verse 38. This, this is he that was in the Church in the wilderness, which the angel was speaking was speaking to him in the in Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the living oracles. To give unto us the lively word that was given to us, the lively authors that was given us. So the church was in the wilderness. So when Paul, I mean, when John was writing to the the seven churches, the church he talked about was in the wilderness. Now, Mother Z, tell us in 17 chapters. When we see this word church in the wilderness, what property supposed to be there once we read it in the 17th chapter, verse 1? Exodus 17, verse 1. Let's see what property goes there when Paul 
John is writing to the seven churches that's in Asia, meaning Japan and China. Now, we think about what is the true name of the church that was in the wilderness. Not about the part of Mother Z, 17, verse 1. Exodus chapter 17, verse 1, verse 1. And all the congregation of, and all the congregation of, and all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of Sinai. Good. Good. So when we see the word church, it means all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness. So now when we see this word called church, or when your pastor asks you, do you got a church home? The word church is a polluted word for all of the congregation of the children of Israel. So when you see this word church, you don't ignore it. But then when you're teaching, You'll break down what the word church means. Church, all the congregation of the children of Israel that's in the wilderness. Now, elders, give me a precept on the elders. Then once we got it all laid out, then we can get with the young line. Give me a precept in Joshua 14, verse 10. I need a precept on that to make sure when we see this word, now, I want the sister to know the camp. Make sure you take notes, because I might ask you something about when we see the word church, what do it mean by the scripture? So we're going to give the answer. Then we might come back in a previous broadcast coming up and, and then see what will you say when the word church, what you say was written in 17 verse 1. Church means all the congregation of the children of Israel. Now we're going to get a precept on it right now by our elder, Mr. King of Israel, and Joshua 14, verse 10. What does that elder? In the book of Joshua, looking at chapter 14, reading verse number 10. 10 says, and now, behold, Yahweh hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Yahweh spake his word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. So the church in the wilderness is the whole congregation of the children of Israel with the precepts. You got it? So now John is getting ready to write to all of the church, the congregation of the children of Israel, that's in Japan and in China. Now, let's go and find out that who he was writing to by the young line 
in Acts chapter 17, verse 1, 10 and 11, 16 and 17. Listen good. See, once we learn this Bible from Judah, then you better help those that come behind you. So when John was writing to the congregation of the children of Israel, that was in Japan and China, that means they was over there before slavery. That means by time, that was another branch of them came in slavery. They was already over there. They over there, they've been over there, I mean, truthfully speaking, since 1000 B.C. They always have been into every place because they were to be in every place. But now he, this before 96 A.D. So when you start bring up the slave trades or bring them to certain places, they know you brought another branch of them there. But it's always been the children of Israel in every place that they were taken to after the other nations bumped them off. Let's show you that all this before 96 A.D. This is before 96 A.D. See, when we start on about the 1400s, the 1300s, to the 1600s, 1700s, that there was another group of Israelites going there. But they, it wasn't that no other Israelites wasn't already there. They've been there 2,000 years prior to that. Here you watch this right here. Acts 17, verse 1, 10 through 11, 16 and 17. Y'all line for the deliver. Come on. Book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 1, 10 through 11, 16 through 17. The book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 1 reads, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a temple of Yahdashu. Verse number 10. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul by night unto Berea, who coming there went into the temple of Yahdashu. Now, 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 what, now, what do the temple is at? What is it now? According to verse 1? It is, uh, according to verse 1, it is in uh, Thessalonica. You see that? So when you read the book of Thessalonica, that's where they at. They over there in Europe. Hold that point. Uh, give you a chance to do what you're going to do with that, young man. Uh, mother, in the third chapter of Revelation, can you have to see our mother? Now make it a second chapter. Now, in the second chapter, we're going to do some edifying there, mother, and 2 verse 1. Revelation 2 1, mother. Look what's going on in 2 verse 1. Now, what we are learning, and now we're in, we in Revelation chapter 2, verse number 1. What do you say, Mother? Mother E. Mother E, 2, verse 1. Revelation 2, remember, you know, you know, I know you got them five markers, so you got the five markers already. So you got your markers already lined up, and you got them already laid in there. So you just swing right on back over there with some markers. Because we just came out of 1, 9 through 11. Now we're in 2 verse 1. Mother E, now we look at Revelation. 2 verse 1. Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, like these things, that the 
that he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus. That's Ephesians. So now John is writing by the angels telling him of the right to the church that's at Ephesus. And we and this is called Ephesians. The people call it the Ephesians at Ephesus. These people he writing to is Judah. He writing to Judah. How we know? Look what the young line just got there. So he writing to the congregation of Judah that's at Ephesus. Now that's big talk of them. See, that's why you have you want to sit down and you have to contend and deal with the forces of the two Israelites. Because our job is to break this book down so you can clear to be able to help your loved one. So now the one that he writing to that Yahweh visited him in prison, he writing to Judah, that Ephesus. They the one called the Ephesians. And not only that, Elder, not only that, look, look, what, look what they called them in a code and a mystery. Ephesians chapter 1, Elder, put your mark on that. We know everybody got their five marks. We clearly got their five marks. So now put a marker in that too to come back later. But I want to run back, Elder, to Ephesians chapter 1 to show you that this Bible, somebody's got to start, you know, somebody got to take care of his business. That's why you got to recognize the six anointed camps of voices of the two Israelites. This is where the fatal blow can come on every nation through the word through the sixth anointed camp. That's why we got to get this right. So now he's writing, he came out of heaven talking to John. Eyeball to eyeball. John is depicted and described what he looked like. Woolly gray hair with some black feet in his sandals with a, a garment on with fringes. That's what he looked like. John just revealed, and revelation means revealing something to you. Now, the elder, getting ready to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and look what we hear, what we got in 1 verse 1. Look at this sitting right before our eyes, a golden nugget. Ephesians 1 verse 1. What is that, elder? In the book of Ephesians, looking at uh, chapter 1. Verse number one, it says, Paul, an apostle of Yahweh the Son, by the will of Yahweh to the saints, which are Ephesians, and to the faithful in Yahweh the Son. That's at Ephesus. Ephesians at Ephesus. That's what it is. Ephesus. So Ephesians. That's what it's called. Like you call African-American Negro in color. They all got a name on you. But because you look over there now and you see pale red over there running things, but not so at this time. But he writes to, to the saints. 
Now, here the precept at the 148.14 of Psalms and find out who is these saints that's at Ephesus. So now when you precept your Bible, the game changes. That's why sooner or later you got to tell your pastor, hey, listen, pastor, listen, I'm going to pay you my tithe, pay my free, free will office. But you got to go and sit up on the six and on the counter of voices of the two Israelites. I'm going to still pay you your tithes and your free will office, but you got to teach us better than what you're teaching us. You got to teach us much better than what you've been teaching us, breaking down the Bible where we can understand it plainly to help our loved ones. We're going to get, I'm going to pay my tithes, my free will office, and my donation. But break this book down where it make it plain to us that Paul is right to the congregation of the children of Israel that's in China and Japan. And now he's saying, tell them he sees or something, them saints. Now, who are these saints that we can read in 148.14, Elder? Who are these saints here? Break it. Come on, bring it. A Psalm 148.14. Oh, Psalms 148, verse 14. He also exalts the horns of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the saints he writes to is the children of Israel, a people that is near to him. A people that is near to him. So that's why he came to John in prison. John writes to the people that's near to him. John was an Israelite. Yahweh the son of the Israelite from the tribe of Judah. So you see what's going on? So he said, look, John, I got you in prison. I put you here. But now don't talk about yourself over here. Write to the people that is near to him, to him, himself. And they over there in Ephesus called Ephesians. See? Write to them. Now, when Mother read that and 2 verse 1, see, that's big, that's big talk here. Now read it again, Mother, 2 verse 1. Now listen, flip back over that marker. Flip back over it, 2 verse 1, and deliver. Thank you. Thank you. Back over there. Make sure, make sure you, while she's reading it, get the markers out. Most of the markers in there. Make sure the markers in them books we can flip back over and, and, and we can get on down the road a little bit. 2 1, bring it. Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. I know that works. And they, and they, like, no, no, hold on, two, one, no, two, one, two, one. Revelation, Revelation chapter two, verse, oh, you verse one. Revelation chapter two, verse one. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus. Yeah. Write these things that the, that he, that holds the seven stars. In his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Uh-huh. And now, 
Now, who is the he that we can read again? See, we might well deal with the he again. Let's come back and read who the he is again. That, that, that the, he's saying, look, y'all, you write for him. So you write for him. Got his big black hand on the seven stars and the seven golden candlesticks. Huh? Is that what he's saying? Mm-hmm. He said, you're right for him. But who's him? Y'all lying going to deal with that. Y'all lying going to deal with that in um, 1, 12, and 13. We're going to find out who it is. See, see, we got to make this book so plain that they got to, you know, like when you see a, a poker game, when you see all of the playing with the stone faces over and now it's time to show and tell. You have to lay your hand down where they throw their cards in. They're gonna have to they gonna have to throw their cards in when we get this thing right. And we all can be able to deal with this whenever we come in contact with anybody when it's pertaining to the Bible. We gotta make them throw their cards in to say, Y'all do y'all part and let us do ours. Now, who was he? He said, He said to the angels of the church at Ephesus. These things said the he that hold the seven stars. <laughs> That's the top of there. So, 1 verse 12 and 13, y'all line, bring it. Revelation, chapter 1, verse 12 and verse 13. Verse 12 reads, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. 13. And in the midst, of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the path with a golden garment. Hey, that's a Read verse 20. Listen to God. Book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse number 20. Verse 20 reads, The mystery of the seven stars, which you saw it in my right hand, mm. And the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels, the ministering spirits of the seven, all the the seven of the seven churches of all the congregation of the children of Israel. And the seven candlesticks, which you saw it, are the seven churches, all the congregation of the children of Israel. That's, that's what we're trying to do. See, we, see, once we get the young lions on their feet and the elders are straighten them all out, you know, then, you know, we can just, then we can, uh, but, but now we got to be on pins and needles because we got to get the young lions prepared to do this. And that's why the mothers put the time in, they put in, because we got to get the young lions prepared as, you know, you know, prepared. So we got to go all out and have big time zeal to get the young lions prepared to do this. Because it's going to come up. The floodgates going to be all over the six anointed camp. And we want to know you prepared, so we're going to take our time and get you prepared. That's what teachers are supposed to do. Elders, the mothers, we're going to get the young lions, I mean, on the 10, we give them a 10. 
now. So now that we know all this. Now all this is before ninety six AD. So when you when you jump down this old slave trade stuff, wait a minute. This is before ninety six AD. Acts chapter seventeen, verse number eleven. Get down to sixteen and seventeen, young line brain. Listen to this.
much which had believed through grace. 28. For he mightily convinced, y'all not do, and said publicly, showing by the scripture that Yahweh the Son was Yahweh. Hey, that's right. So you see, when you understand the Bible, then you, then you, be, you really will enjoy the Bible on your perspective that when they be reading this Bible on them Sundays and them places, Catholic Church and Islamic and Judaism, they're talking about you. All this is about you, and you think it, and, and they'll put themselves on you. But now you know that they've been bewitching you by now understanding the breakdown. So in the 19th chapter, verse 1, young line, we're going to, to the 19th chapter. Now they're over there, and you find out that Judah was in Rome running that. Judah's been running everything, but he's been beat down so bad, he don't even know that he is the lead tribe, and he holds the key to the 11th tribe once he's back in order. The 19th chapter, verse 1, 10, 17, 21, and 26. Young Lion, bring it. Listen to this. The book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 1, verse 10, verse 17, verse 21, and verse 26. The book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 1, reads, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples. Mm-hmm. Verse number 10 reads And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of Yahweh the Son, both Yahdah and Greek, the ten northern tribes. Verse number 17. And this was known to all Yadah Judah and Greek, the ten northern tribes, also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of Yahweh the Son was magnified. <laughs> so you see, so you see, when we read this Bible, we got a great history. That's why we tell us a a a a mother mother. Mosey, I, I I got the message. I got the message already that I, that he I'm 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 muting the elder and I'm muting uh, uh yeah I got it I got it I got the message now Mosey uh I lost my train of thought because the big dignitaries they they gotta they gotta eliminate somebody. But the box tail been letting the curtain hair went up. So, um, so now you see, we gonna have to be able to read this Bible with understanding, and that's why we gotta have. Look at the definition of the word called zeal. Help me out there, young man. Can you look up the definition of the word called zeal? See, what we saying? You know, we gonna have to have some zeal. Uh, our mother, Moses, had me Ephesians 1, verse 4, waiting on me. We'll be there shortly. But right now, I want to find out what do the word zeal mean. 
looking up the word zeal. Yeah. The Google Dictionary means great energy or enthusiasm. Ain't that something? Great energy. See, mother, look, mother. If anybody stand before you to do some teaching, mother, you're supposed to look at them straight ahead and say, what is the zeal and the great enthusiasm? See, you got to have the right spirit for this right here. That was, that was, uh, Paul was saying, I mean, uh, David was saying, he said, don't take that spirit away from me, that joyful spirit. See, that joyful spirit will give you zeal. See, you're going to deliver this thing. But you got a mother, they, they look like a, a starch can. They be so stiff. They be reading good like a starch can on some pans. They're all stiff. You see, so you got to watch that, mother. You got to talk to them. You got to tell them, look here. Look, 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 you over there teaching and y'all reading. Y'all got to read with some zeal. You got to. Now, give us a word called zealous. Zealous. So you got to have zeal and you got to be zealous because it's a blessing by being. See, mother, you you have to peak these days for the young women that's coming up and tell them what kind of man they got to have. They got to have a man with some zeal and some zealous in them. There can't be no stiff like starch on uh, 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 pudding, on britches, starch on britches. No, you can't. No, no, no. It make them stay too, stay too stiff. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> See, y'all got to, y'all got to fight, to fight them out to get this thing right for y'all while they intervene. You catch them old stiff teachers, and they, and they like, they, they, they just like a can of starch on some britches. No, they got to, they got to have some zeal and some zealous. Come on, read some zealous. Come on, there, young man. Reading zealous in a Google dictionary, online Google dictionary, they read. What? Zealous, showing great energy Whoa. or enthusiasm. You, you, you hear that, mama? They got to show great energy and enthusiasm. There can't be no starch can on britches. Huh? Starch can on, on britches. No, that ain't going to cut it. So we understand that, Mother. Now, 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 Mother Z, you got a verse waiting on me. Ephesians one verse four. Is that right, Mother? Yes. All right. Well, what did I say in one verse four? Ephesians chapter one, verse four. Ephesians chapter one, verse four. According as he has. According as he had chosen us in in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be righteous and without blemish before him in love. Okay, line. Oh, let me see where where was that? The last line. Mm-hmm. Should be righteous and will God blemish? Blame. Before blame. Will God blame before him in love? Yeah, mother. But mother. According to Mark verse 4, 
this thing already been a done deal. We've been chosen before the foundation of the world. So before he put the world together, we was already there in the in the plans of Father's book. So before the foundation of the world, Mother, this says before. We were chosen before. <laughs> that means he was putting something together in heaven. And it was you. According to Ephesians 1 4, he talked to Judas, telling Judas that before the world was, Yahweh had already ordained us for this before the world was. So this is our job to do. The world got to know this, mother. Before it was the world, we were chosen to take care of this business. So remember, when the psalm was reading his program, his book, he hadn't made none yet. He he had to first read the Bible, and I mean read the Bible was called what he had set up. Then he said, "Now you got it. Yes. Now go down and give me something going on." So in that book was written about your forefathers and mothers. You know, like when an architect to come out and you know they uh, draw the plan in an empty vacant lot. Ain't nothing in the lot, but he, it's numbers and some drafting paper. This is how it's gonna be. So he he letting he letting us Paul letting them know this is how it's gonna be. And this thing was already put together before the foundation of the world. So every move we making, it was already orchestrated. And the director, which is Yahweh the Father, before you seen the movie, you know you got to, the director, he tell you, uh, now you go jump over that car. And every time the movie come out, do you know that, You've been chosen before the world was. Mm-hmm. This is big business. We need to know this. So what we doing? We got to step to the plate once we recognize who we really are. So, my mother, let's look at verse five. Mother, 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 mother Z. Look at verse 5. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption. Have predestinated us. Amen. He have predestinated us. So he have already predestinated you. He an already predestinated you, mother. See, you see how big this is? Judah has already been predestinated to be in the position you're in today. Predestinated. Having predestinated us. Who to us? Tribe of Judah. Me tribe. To all of them tribes. It's big, it's big top you read now, mother. Come on, bring it out in grand style. There's a big chop going on here. Great. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption 
children by Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, to himself according to the good good pledges of his will. Who will? His will. This is his will, mother. We've been predestinated, been adopted to be his to be his chosen people before was the world was, and that's the end of it, mother. We've been predestinated, and this was his will, not our will. You know, this is his will. He gave the book to his son and said, now you read what I'm, I'm already drawn up. Now you get down there and get me what's going on word for word through the pages of the book. So we ain't got to his part, but he read about exactly, that's why he came to Judah. We've been predestinated, we've been adopted to do this thing. And that's what he was he, he reminding Judah that's in China and Japan. And in Ephesus, in Europe, let them know, listen, you've been predestinated, you've been adopted before the world war to do this business. See, you know, that's big talk. I don't got happy already, Mother, Mother Z. Mother Z, I don't got happy already. So now, he left there. Now he want to run to Rome and do a little talking, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, he want to do a little talking in Rome. Let's look at um, 8, 16 through 19, and young lion will pick up at 20 to 23. 16 through mm-hmm. 19. So now he left Ephesus, Ephesians, to tell them what kind of shape y'all in. It's time for y'all to understand how we know you read, but do you know what you read? Judah is the leading tribe. I'm from Benjamin, but when I'm gone, my job is to be the forerunner to tell you Judah going to wake up in one of these generations and get on the job because it's been ordained since the foundation of the world. You see, you see what's going on here? Romans chapter 8. 16 through 19, Mother, Mother E. Brain. Look at Romans chapter 8, 16 through 19. Romans mm-hmm. chapter 8, verse 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. That we are the children of Yahweh, verse seventeen. And if and if children then, and if children then heirs, heirs of Yahweh, and join heirs with heirs. Hey mother, that means we in the wheel. You know, like somebody's heir to some property. That means they got a wheel, mother. You already in the wheel. So one one generation over and you already mm-hmm. own the you you are the heir to the property. You is the heir to that property. So you've been ordained to be heir to this 
once you get some understanding. You've been added to this. This is yours. When you wake that's what they tell you you're not who you are according to the Bible. If they explain who you really are, then you say, wait a minute. Well, that's the case. I've been heir to be in that position you're in. And you've been heir once I come to knowledge of myself to get in the position of, oh, I got poor rabbit. So, I mean, you've been heir for something, too. Uh, young lion is in the 49th chapter, verse 23, 23. So, now, once we come to knowledge of, oh, hey, mother, hey, mother, hey, mother, hey. See, once we know that we've been heir to this, then we know in the book of Isaiah that young lion getting ready to read, then we know this is going to come to pass, 22 and 23. You see what we're going to be knowing? Mother, Mother E, Mother Z. That's why we got to monitor the six anointed camp. And we got to see if they zeal right to help others. We got to watch them all from the pages of the book. That's how you watch them. You watch them from the book. To let them know they position if you wake up. You've been up. To this button. But remember, you add to something after somebody passed. Somebody on pass now. Now it's time for you to take your rightful position. In the word, and how it's supposed to be distributed out. The word is overcome through Judah. It's been orchestrated since the foundation of the world. So once you know who you are, then you then you go to the 49th chapter. Now watch this, mother. Listen to it. Y'all live on read verse 22 and 23. Listen to it. Book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 22, verse 23. 22 read. Thus said to Yahweh, Yahweh, behold, I will lift up my hand to the Gentiles and set up my standards to the people, and they shall bring your sons in their arms and thy daughters shall be carried upon their Verse 23. A king shall be their nursing father and their queen by nursing mother. They shall bow down to they shall bow down to you with their face towards the earth. And lift up the dust of the feet of your feet. And you shall know that I am Yahweh, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Yeah, he said, Mother, he said, once you come to knowledge yourself, then you know all the rest all the other nations, Mother. Then you claim you know about all the other nations supposed to bow themselves in your presence and kiss the dust off of your feet. This is what the Bible saying. Mother wants you to wake up. That's the position we going to be, and then you're going to know Yahweh orchestrated this the Bible. But he can't give you this position until you know yourself. All the other, other nations, Mother, Mother Z, all the other, other nations in the 40th chapter, verse 15, and Mother E, give me 16 and 17 of Isaiah. Listen to what he's saying, Mother. He's talking to Isaiah. 
to, to make sure he prepared to go before the children of Israel. All the other nations, once the, in time to come, going to have so much respect for you, which is a similar to, they're going to treat you just like bowing down and kissing the dust off your feet. That's what kind of reverence you're going to be over them. Once you know who you are, once you know what is written that Mother Zeke read, and uh, when I said 4015, yeah, give me 4015 of the book of Isaiah, and Mother Mother E, give me 16 and 17. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 15, verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop of, of, wait a minute, let me read it again. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 15, verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are considered as the small counted are counted as the small dust of the banner. Behold, he pardon me? Balance the balance. Behold, he taketh up the owls as a very little thing. Mm-hmm. He said, so Moses is saying, he said, all the nations are like a drop of a bucket. If you go on to Mountain Pro and you fill your bucket up in a little water, fill out the, you're not going to stop what you're doing and come back and get that little drop. You're going to keep going. He letting you know, once you come to the knowledge yourself, all of the other 17 nations is just like you drop a little water after you ran the water. You ain't going to stop and pick up that little drop. You don't leave that drop where it's at. <laughs> That's how you got to look at these other nations through the pages of the book, mother. So you got to look at them just like that. Now, mother, what it say in verse 16 and 17? Now, we read the Bible. What it say, mother? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 16 and verse 17. Verse 16. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the east thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. Verse 17. All nations. Hold on, 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 so he make a sacrifice there. Lebanon, see everybody got Lebanon. He's Lebanon ain't, 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 ain't sufficient to burn. Once you not there no more, he's in Lebanon ain't, ain't even worth a burn off in there. Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And he brought the map about Lebanon up. And you know, that was the once was a beautiful place and all that. He said that place ain't worth nothing because you ain't there no more. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. Watch this, mother. Verse 17. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing, and vanity. 
You see that, mother? So whatever they got going on in this world, considered to you by knowing who you are, is nothing. Because they don't have no friends. So what? He didn't get in to have no friends. He gave it to you. He gave you to get in your position, and they will be, they got no choice to get in their position once you in your position. They got no choice but to get in their position. Because you're going to get in your position as lead. You see the same mother? And this was rolled up by the fathers since the foundation of the world. Now, why we ain't hearing none of this, mother? That's why we got the mothers this thing from the book. We got to make sure the ones that's teaching got zeal and zealous. That means they got the hop in the understanding of thus says Yahweh. They just not reading a thousand, hundred, trillion scriptures. They giving you the breakdown. Then you prepare to help the young women. Show them what it takes to get in position according to the scriptures. But you got to lead the other nations in the mind outside. In the mind. Okay? You see? So now we read Romans chapter 8. 16 through 19, right? We, you finish up you finish up that, that birth mother? Go on back to where you left. Where you leave up on, on Romans chapter 8, 16 yeah. and 17. Where you leave where you leave up? Did you read 18 and 19? Mm-hmm. Romans okay, chapter go on, go on 16. Yeah, you okay. Yeah, you were reading 16 and 19. How far you go? How far did you get? Well, oh, I broke in on you. How far did you get to I broke in on you? Well, pick it up. Pick it up at verse 17, mother. Pick it up okay. at Romans 16, 17. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. That's what I'm going to study. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verses, verse 17. And it's the okay. children's heirs. As of Yahweh the Father, and your heirs with Yahweh the Son. And so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Verse 18. Well, I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creatures, whether whether for the creatures waited for the Manifestation of the sons of Yahweh. Verse twenty. That's good. That's good. So we, so we, so we wait, mother. He said, "What you're going through now is no comparison. Once you come to the knowledge of yourself, but you, but your zeal got to come up, mother. When you see them, you got to tell them they zeal got to come up." That zealous got to come up. Because if the, if the zealous come up, do you
you know what Yahweh got written in number 25 by the young lions? Let me show you if you if you see them, Mother. They, they got to be zealous for this right here. Let's show you what's written in uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 25, by the young lion. The young lion, we're going to Numbers 25 and show you what Yahweh says if you can get your zealous up. We're going to Numbers 25, Mother. Now, listen to this what's written. If you if you if you catch them and they they get a little zealous, twenty five verse ten, down to verse thirteen, young line brain. Going over to the book of Numbers, chapter twenty five, we're gonna read verse ten down to verse number thirteen. Listen, listen, God. The book of Numbers, chapter twenty five, verse ten, read. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse number eleven. Ben has the son of Eleazar, and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the seer, had turned my wrath away from the children of Israel while he was dead. What? While he was dead. For my sake uh-huh. and my death. You see that? That I consume not the children of Israel and my stuff. You see that? You see that? Then he has got zealous to do some business. And what he done was him killing. He done him killing. Now Yahweh wants him killing done. Yahweh said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mad now. I'm pretty nervous. And and he knew that he had to do some killing. So he went into a tent and called an Israelite. He had him a land with a Moabite. And he took the sword and stuck it through his back. And it went through her stuff. Mm-hmm. You see what's going on? Now that was a killing he did. But Yahweh said, that's the kind of killing he likes when, when things ain't looking good in his eyes. Phineas, we're not reading his story up a little bit, but Phineas got zealous for the Yahweh and grabbed the sword and started cutting, cutting some back out. He, he cut the Israelite in the back, and the sword went all into her belly. So you know what kind of position they was in, huh? That's how he rolled. What happened next? Number. Chapter 25. I'm picking up at verse number verse number 12. Verse 12 reads. Wherefore say, Behold, I gave I give unto him my covenant of peace. Hate that something. You mean he gonna give him a covenant of peace for for taking care of Yahweh? Yeah. yeah. See when you dealt with Yahweh, he'll give you a covenant of peace. He have peace all around you. Peace be still. When you're doing Yahweh's will, and Mother Z, Mother Z, see, when you're doing Yahweh's you got peace all around you. He's going to give him a covenant of peace. Is that what we're reading? Go ahead and read. Numbers 25, verse 13, read. And he shall have it, and his seed, I said, even the covenant of an everlasting because he was dead for his Yahweh. He made an atonement for the children of Israel. He made a killing for his children. See, mother, sometimes, you know, we just got to come the way it is. See, if you want Yahweh to intervene, he puts you in position. You see, you're going to make a, a Yahweh decision or you're going to make a fluffy decision. See, he made a Yahweh decision and Yahweh like it when you do, do him right. Then he'll do you right. 
say that. So they didn't listen to that So they didn't listen So we got to make sure if you want your father to intervene, you got to tell those that you kept in the box, your zeal got to be raised up a little bit. You got to get a little more zealous in this word. Then y'all will intervene. But you are a starch can on some britches. Starch can on some britches. You ain't on nothing. Not in the eyes of y'all guapo. You gonna have to have some zeal. Uh-huh. You gonna have to have some zealous. Is that what you read? Because y'all probably like that kind of talk. Now come on back now. We got out the way. Now we're reading uh, 20 to 23 in Romans chapter 8, y'all line. 20 to 23. Book of Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and verse 23. Yeah. Verse 20 reads. What? Well, the creature was made subject to vanity. Yeah. Not willingly. But by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Right. Verse 21. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Yes. Into the glory, liberty of the children of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth in travailing and pain together. Hallelujah, 
that we should be righteous and without blame before him in love. Now, hallelujah, Now, I want to I pick on this scripture one good time. Let's do a, uh, let's, 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 let's pick some things about this scripture. Now, he says we have been told. Now, who he's talking about that is chosen that we can read inside of our body? Because remember, according to we can read inside of our Bible, we got to uh, do a Psalms 119, verse 4. And uh, what that read, Mother G? Psalms 119, verse 4. Yes, ma'am. Psalms. Psalm one nineteen verse four verse four. Thus has commanded us to keep the precepts diligent. Now, 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 now we have been commanded. Drop down, read verse one or four as well. Now we have been commanded. Now it's a commandment that we must keep his precepts diligent. So this commandment has been put on the table for the ones that have been told. So uh, let's see what he had to say in verse 104, Mother Z. So chapter 119, verse 104, verse 104. What? Psalms 119, verse 104. Mm. Turn mm-hmm. too many pages. Yeah, remember, we did yeah. I'm there. Psalms 119, verse 104, verse 104. Through thy precepts, right. I get understanding. Therefore, right. I hate every false way. So if you're not precepting your Bible, then what are y'all going to have to say about that? Because that's how you get your understanding. If you're not precepting your Bible, you know you don't get no understanding. So uh, what he called that again, he said, what did he say if you're not precepting your Bible, Mother Z? Uh, he said, through the precepts, you get understanding. Therefore, therefore he hates every false way. If you're not, not precepting, it's, it's a false way. Right. So we want to make sure that we precept in our Bible and voice to the true Israelites. Because we've been commanded to do these things. And what does that mean when you precept in your Bible, Mother Mother uh, Eve? How do how you precept your Bible? And what does that mean? Let's, let's go read it in the book of Isaiah, chapter 28. And give me verse number uh, 10 and drop down, give me verse number 13. Isaiah chapter 28. Yes, Verse number 10 and give me verse number 13. Okay. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10 and 13. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10, and verse 13. Verse 10, the precepts 
must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Verse 13. But the word, you want 13? But the word of the Yahweh was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. So we know that with a month we must precept our body. Yes. That's a that's a way you for to teach and learn how to read your body. It's been commanded us to precept our body. Is that not what we just got done read? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, so uh now we're going back to the Ephesians chapter one, verse number four. And the question was raised as we break this scripture down, it said uh, uh, he brought up something about we have been chosen, the nation of the world. So who are these ones that have been chosen for that we can preach up in our body? Let's get the preach up going on inside of our body, Mother East. Let's see who has been chosen, mm. according that we can read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 44. Pick it up at verse number one. We want to make sure we preach up our body so we get an understanding for the national heart. Keep something in mind. We know what we know, but everybody don't know what we know. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure that we teach the national artists these things that we already know mm-hmm. so they can get an understanding as well. Mm-hmm. So they can know why we preach that by five, Mother E and Mother D. So let's pick it up at uh, 44, verse number one, the book of Isaiah, the ship. Look at Isaiah, chapter 44, verse one. Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. So we know that, uh, who are we chosen again, Mother? Israel. Israel is who he has chosen. So every time we read our Bible, we know that he's talking about his chosen one. We know that he's talking about, he says, O Israel, my servant. And Israel, whom I have chosen. So we want to make sure that uh, we know who he's talking about when we read our Bible. Okay? So every time we read that Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4, when he is talking about the foundation of the world, the one he chosen in the foundation of the world, we know he's talking about Israel. Before the foundation before of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, uh, now let's, let's get another precept, uh, Mother, Mother Z. Let's go out there chapter 41. Let's pick it up at verse number 8. Isaiah 41, verse 8. Let's read. Isaiah 41, verse 8. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. Verse 8. But, but, thus, but you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, mm-hmm. whom I have chosen, 
the seed of Abraham, my friend. So he, he said, mother, mother, see, he said that uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 8, he said, but you, Israel, are my servant. Mm-hmm. Israel, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. So Israel is chosen. So as we read uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4, we preach that by Bible. The ones we know he has chosen before the foundation of the world is Israel, if you get understanding by the precept. So now let's go back and let's read a little bit something else in there because now that we know that, he's talking about Israel in there. Let's go back, Mother, uh, and let's get that scripture back up one more time. Go back to Isaiah 44, 1, now Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4. Let's get understanding of the scripture. Because through our precept, we get understanding. So now we got a, we got a precept on the table about who we have chosen. Now we're going back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4. And we read this scripture. We know he's talking about who he's chosen in Israel. Now, let's go back and let's get a little bit more out of this scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be righteous. Who's the us, Mother Mother East? You can tag that in, now we know we have chosen. Who's the chosen us? Who are you talking about? He's talking about Israel. All right. So when we read that scripture now, we know Mother East, we can tag that Israel up in there, because we got got a precept to bag it up. Come on, come on, come on, come on back, uh, Mother, Mother Eve. Get that scripture back up in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4. What? Ephesians 1 and 4. You want me to read that again? Yeah. That's yes, ma'am. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be righteous and without blemish before him in love. All right. So now let me get a precept in with you one time, Mother. Uh, now, now we know that he's referring to the who he has chosen. He said, according as he has chosen us, Israel, us. and him before the foundation of the world. Yes. Now, what foundation of the world he's referring to? Who were he referring to? Now, let's preach that by Bible, and let's go. Uh, 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 let's go to Isaiah chapter forty-five, picking up at verse number seventeen, because. Uh, National also going to take this and say, yeah, he's talking about for the foundation of the world. Yeah, we all wasn't here. But also, he got a world in mind, too. Mm-hmm. So let's see this world in mind that he's referring to, too. 
Because before our world began, he had us in the mind for this world right here. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 45 and pick it up at verse number 17. And, I, and don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to give you some of this thing with the truth, Mother D and Mother E. I'm going to pick this one up. Go to the book of Isaiah. We want Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 17. Verse 17 reads, Israel shall be saved in Yahweh with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. So who world is this without end? Israel is the world without end. And we can read according to Isaiah chapter 45, verse number 17. So we know Israel is the world without end. Mm-hmm. But I'm going here for a specific reason, too, because there's something I want to pull out here before you get to close the second Mother D and Mother E. Uh, let's go back and let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4. And there's something that was said in here that, that, that struck my eye. And let's go back. Pick that up for me. One more time, Mother, uh, Mother E. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he yes. had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be righteous and without blemish before him in love. Yes. Now, he said that uh, we should be righteous. Mm-hmm. We know the biblical definition of righteous is in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 25. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick that up real fast one time, Mother mother E, Mother D. I'm going to pull that out because he said we have to be, what did he say? He said that we should be right in love and without blame yeah. before him in love. In love. And we're going to get that. That's, that's what we're coming down to, that love. That's because how are you going to do this? What are you, what are you talking about? In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, you got to be this way in right. That's right. So in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, I get my fingers turn a little fast. Get it. Read. Chapter 6, verse 25. Yes. Now, you got to be this way in him, and righteous in, in uh, 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 he said you have to be this way before him. And uh, I say that we should be right in without blame before mm-hmm. him in love. So the biblical definition of righteousness is Deuteronomy 6, 25, we read. And it should be our righteousness if we observe to do all these laws before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. Yeah, in love. And what about that love in 14, 14, 15, and St. John? All right. Let's get that love that's top up on the internet. Now, 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 yeah. according to we can read, we go to St. John chapter 14. Verse 14 and 15. And we're going to bring it all the way down to 16, Mother. Because he said that you have to be blameless, blamed before him in love. The only way you can do this thing is you be blamed before him in love. What is this love he referring to? Yeah, 
Romans chapter 14, verses 14 to 16. Verse 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 16. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comfort that he may abide with you forever. Now, 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 you see how this thing goes. If you will be blameless before Yahweh in love, he said the only way you could be blameless before Yahweh in love then, is in the law. That's the only way that we could be blameless before Yahweh is by keeping the law. So if you're not keeping the law, that means you are, you are not blameless before Yahweh. And he said that if you love him, you will keep his command, which is his law. And then he said he'll do what verse 16? And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comfort, that he may abide with you forever. So he said something. Now, 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 you see when we come to learn that he said if you keep it, if, if, if you're doing the law, then he said he'll pray for you. But if you're not doing the law, he's not doing no prayer for you, no couple coming to you or anything. Mother Eve, close the table. One time on the top part of the Sabbath day, then Mother Z, you right behind me. Go where? Close the statement. Oh. Well, thank you and praise y'all well for the class. Thank you and praise y'all well to be in the class. And thanking y'all well for the teachers. Okay. And that's it. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, All right. I just, you up. I just thank y'all for the top part of the seventh day. Thank y'all for without him. We can do nothing. Thank Yahweh for the seal, the elders, the young line teachers, the mothers, the sisters and brothers. And I'm just going to read uh, uh, in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, just read down to <laughs> verse, okay, 